So you and your kid are at an impasse. What are you going to do next? Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're continuing our conversation about how to improve communication with your child or teen when you're at an impasse. And we're diving in to strategies that can help you immediately. So we're talking about ways to improve communication with your child and teenager. These are great strategies, whether you're struggling to communicate with your child or you want to up-level your skills because we all need better ways to communicate, especially because we're over-relying on technology, particularly texting. It's like nobody gets on the phone with anybody. It's just unbelievable how much things can be solved when you actually talk to people. I can see it happen in every well-meaning situation where sometimes we get in an impasse. And these are strategies that can really help you. So let's talk about what you can do to improve communication with your child. Number one, If you are not practicing active listening, let's talk about active listening. (laughs) So as a therapist, of course, I'm trained and I'm giving you all my therapist gold, right? We should be taught all this stuff when we have kids. We should let our little handbook. So active listening is really about... You're leaning in. You're looking at the person. You don't have a scowl on your face. You don't look like there's fume coming out of your head. You're really engaged. And if you really want to be a good active listener, you can do things like, if I'm hearing you correctly, you feel this, this, or this. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. It's paraphrasing, right? And I don't think in today's world, we do enough active listening. We're losing patience. And You know, I'm very honest that I feel like patience in general is not my jam, not across the board. I think I'm a highly patient person, but certainly not in traffic and certainly not in lines, which is why I get deliveries long before the pandemic. But active listening is really being present. It's not just being there. You have to get off your phone, you know, put the do not disturb on your phone, be there, look at the person, look engaged. Even when your child is really angry at you, you want to be as physically present as possible. And that really includes that body language and then paraphrasing and really checking in with that person. I find that asking if that's what they mean to be incredibly helpful because our kids are developing and they don't always have the right communication skills. So what they're thinking might not be what we're thinking or even seeing. There may be a real misperception. So we're going to avoid criticizing. This is a new thing for some people. So, you know, we're raised, go back and listen to the negative parenting episode. We're raised and we are born with a set of negative viewpoints about things. Like our brain is wired to see the negative versus the positive. We often think if we tell our kids what they're not doing, we're helping them. This is an aha moment. What's really happening is you're only pointing out what they're doing wrong. You're not even teaching them what they should be doing, what the positive is. So even if they make those steps, those successive approximations, they may not connect the steps to the outcome when you're like, no, you just did it wrong. We want to avoid critical language. Instead, we want to point out what they're doing right. And we also want to try to model it. You can also say like, okay, see, this is hard. 
And I like to do things like, oh, that would have been hard for me too. Can we do it together? Because maybe, maybe we could do it together. You know, it's going to be hard for me too. My kids always, you know, if you're listening, your kids love to make fun of me and I deserve it. It's good to be making fun of when you're the boss because we get pretty full of ourselves, right? And humor is great. So set clear boundaries. I think this is one of the greatest communication problems everywhere, anywhere, at all, at all times. I think it happens with kids. I think it happens with friends. I think it happens with family. I see it happening at work. People are terrible boundary setters. So boundary setting means you're telling your child something in advance. You don't assume, well, they should know it. I knew it. You know how many times I hear that? Well, great. Let's give you a, let's give you a round of applause. But your kid's not a lesser person because they don't know it. We have to have boundaries. And boundaries just set up clear expectations. You take the guesswork out of things. You know, I was talking to a mom the other day who's so worried about sending her moody kid to college. And she's like, he makes really dumb decisions. And I was like, I know you're a good parent. I know you've been talking to him. Did you put it in writing? She says, well, I've been keeping notes for myself. I said, no. Did you put in writing what the expectations are in as simple as possible? And she's really worried about him, like, you know, doing stupid stuff that's going to get him in big old trouble. And I'm like, I think it's pretty valid, to be honest. And I said, you know, here, if you do this, this is likely the consequence. If you do this, this is likely the consequence. And then you should do, and this is what you should do if those things happen. And I said, and leave it where you are really open and say, we love you. We know you're not perfect. Nobody is. I don't want you to not communicate if you get into trouble. I think that's incredibly incredible lifeline because it's hard today. But setting those boundaries, being clear, we're not giving him a pass. We just sort of expecting maybe... And we and I said, maybe he's going to do a great job. And this is a friend. This isn't anybody I see. Everybody tells me their stuff. Is this you? Homework struggles, short attention spans, calls from the school, a snarky attitude. But... What if there was a simple, tasty way to help? Meet Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. This delicious elixir fuels young minds, promotes calmness and concentration. Put the joy back into your family life and learning with Neurotastic. Go to drrosean.com forward slash magnesium. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com forward slash magnesium to get on our wait list for the Neurotastic Early Founders specials that you'll just never see again. That's drrosean.com forward slash magnesium. So let's talk about more strategies to improve communication. You always want to validate feelings. You can say things like, I hear you. That must be hard. I love getting validated when something's hard. It doesn't mean that you're giving them a pass. I know a lot of times parents always feel like, well, I feel like I'm giving a pass or no. You want to say like, really help them relate. You know, and I often say like, wow, that must be really hard. What do you think you're going to do next? Right. I'm into the coping skills. So yeah, I mean, how did you get out of that? What do you think about that? And it's not so defensive. And when you do these things all the time, your kids are used to talking. So it's going to become easier. And I say this, man, you want to have these conversations so that when the real stuff goes down, 
that they have an open door policy with you, just like I said about my friend. Use I statements. So if you're mad at your kid, you want to say like, I feel concerned. I feel worried. I have this. Not like, I don't like you did this. You know, you want to talk about your own feelings where you can say like, when you told me to F off, I'm upset. I feel upset. And that's okay. But we're not going to live there. We're not going to harm. We want to be patient. Okay. I I know. I said it's not my forte, but we do want to be patient. Our kids are learning and some of our kids, particularly if you have ADHD or autism or learning disability or, you know, any of these clinical issues, learning's not going to be as easy for them. They're going to need more patience from us. They're going to need a whole lot more repetitions. Just like I said to that mom, you should put it in writing so that he can reflect on it and process it. I said, he doesn't hear you. He doesn't. She's like, you're right, Roseanne. He doesn't hear me. And she's like, but my other kids do. And I go, your other kids are different. They process different. And you have to meet him where he's at. And he needs it in writing. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, and then you'll never feel like you didn't put the boundaries in place because that's important. Respect our opinions. I raised my kids to be free thinkers and I want them to say no. Well, guess what? Sometimes it means that they say no to me. So now, as long as people are respectful, I think it's great. But I really wanted my kids, just like my parents raised us to be kids that challenged things. As long as we're having respectful opinions, I think it's good. It's really good. You want your kids to be leaders. You have to allow for that. So this is not authoritarian. Parenting is not going to get you a kid who's really an independent thinker. They're going to be a follower. So avoid distractions. When you're talking, you turn your phone off. Like I said, if possible, you're really having a big conversation. I know many of us have multiple kids. You want to find a space. I love having big conversations when the kid's in the back of the car. You've heard me tell the story. Max was like, I've got you figured out. You wait until I'm in the back seat to have these big conversations. <laughs> and I was like, yes, it's the truth. Lead by example. Okay, that's it. You want good communication from your kid? You better be a good communicator with your mother-in-law, with your husband, your partner, your employees. They're looking at everything you do. So don't expect a different set of behaviors from your child if you're not doing it yourself. It's a tough pill to swallow, but it is true. Even if you think your other kid isn't absorbing it because they're not backtalking you or getting stuck in communication, it's going to show up in their life too. And these are strategies that help in every area of life. Stay tuned for the next episode. And we're going to continue this conversation about strategies to improve communication with your child or teenager. And if you're looking for help, you can always go to drrosanne.com forward slash help for better communication and to get out of this rut that you have with your child. Parenting is hard and there are so many ups and downs. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, it's going to be okay when you take a step towards improving communication. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, 
school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.